0: this family life news podcast is made possible by the support of listeners like you
1: next on the five o'clock report
2: Really is quite striking. It's not
3: a
4: crime. Extremely offensive. One is in stable condition, cause physical destruction here on earth. Antidepressants on their own are less effective than either exercise or therapy. Temperatures are plummeting. People are making decisions on what they can spend their money on.
2: Now, let's go to the newsroom.
4: Good afternoon and welcome to the broadcast. I'm Family Life News anchor Sarah Harnish. A busy day in the newsroom. Twin lawsuits, dual press conferences out of the Kansas City shooting in Russia, making a new weapon. We start in the courtroom. Not one, but two lawsuits played out against Republican presidential frontrunner Donald Trump today. First, a legal setback for the former president. A judge in New York has rejected his call to dismiss the case against him involving hush money and set a March trial Trial date.
5: Trump's lawyers had argued vigorously that the trial should not go forward, that
4: there should be further delay. But the court in New York said, no, we're going to trial. Scott McFarland says it will affect the election.
3: Timing really is quite striking. Jury selection set to begin now March 25th, 20 days after Super Tuesday. Donald
4: Trump says this isn't about hush money. It's about stealing another election. It's not a
2: crime. We're here for something that is not a crime. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. What it
4: is, is election interference. Still, the case will go on during the election cycle. As that was happening in New York, things got heated in a Georgia courtroom where the Fulton County D.A., Fani Willis, defended herself over an alleged relationship with the prosecutor who's trying Donald Trump. Here's CBS reporter Stacey Lynn, which I find to be extremely offensive. There have been several heated exchanges between her and it's defense lawyer as Ashley I mean, Merchant. I don't mind her explaining her answers, but I literally just asked if they met at that conference. In the first few minutes, Willis called Merchant dishonest and her accusations a lie. The case is significant because it could derail Willis's effort to prosecute Donald Trump. It wasn't terrorism. That's the word from the Kansas City police after a press conference this afternoon. 22 people shot, half of them kids and teens, and a mom of two killed at the Super Bowl parade yesterday. Police Chief Stacy Graves said this. We have subjects detained, two of which are juveniles. We are working to determine the involvement of others. And it should be noted we have recovered several firearms. She says their overnight interrogations have led police to believe it was a dispute, not terrorism that caused the shooting. Meanwhile, the hospital held a press conference too saying eight gunshot victims showed up yesterday afternoon and only three are still hospitalized.
0: One is in
5: stable condition. The other two were admitted in critical condition, but they both are improving, so that's good news. The
4: White House has just confirmed Russia is developing an anti-satellite weapon, but National Security Council spokesman John Kirby insists Americans are safe. We are not talking about a weapon that can be used to attack human beings or cause physical destruction here on Earth. That said we've been closely monitoring this Russian activity and we will continue to take it very seriously. Earlier today, Russian President Vladimir Putin told the press he would prefer Joe Biden over Donald Trump in the White House. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is in Albania. He says the hostage negotiation process in the war in Gaza is making slow progress.
2: There are some very, very hard issues uh, that have to be resolved. But uh, we're committed to doing everything we can to move
1: forward and to see if we can reach an agreement.
4: the correspondent Holly Williams says Israel is already pouring cold water on the peace talks. According to Israeli media reports today, Prime Minister Netanyahu has recalled Israel's delegation from ceasefire negotiations in Egypt. And Netanyahu says the demands made by Hamas are, quote, delusional. Vice President Kamala Harris is in Germany at this hour for a security conference that will focus attention on the Middle East. East. A new study suggests doctors should prescribe gym memberships instead of antidepressants. Here's CBS reporter Vicki Barker. The Australian researchers analyzed more than 14,000 cases of depression from more than 200 previous studies. They found antidepressants on their own are less effective than either exercise or therapy, with walking or jogging most effective at relieving the symptoms of depression. The National Archives is back open in D.C. after two activists dumped red powder in the Glass encasement protecting the U.S. Constitution. Police arrested them on vandalism charges. President Biden will be in East Palestine, Ohio tomorrow, more than a year following a train derailment that spilled toxic chemicals into the community miles from the border with Western Pennsylvania. The White House says Biden will meet with residents impacted by the Norfolk Southern train derailment and assess recovery efforts. And another private company is taking a shot at the moon, a space. Falcon rocket blasted off this morning from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida loaded with a lunar lander from intuitive machines. Three,
0: two, one, ignition and off Go SpaceX, go IM1, and the Odysseus lunar lander.
4: The week-long trip will culminate in a touchdown attempt next Thursday. If that works out, it will be the first U.S. moon landing in more than 50 years. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, 9,000 in the dark in Pennsylvania, redrawing the political lines in an election year, and cash to help undergraduates with their kids during school. Those stories after weather with Kevin Williams.
1: For tonight, it's cloudy, windy for a while, especially near Lake Erie. Snow mixed with rain showers, small accumulations, and low temps in the 20s and low 30s. lake effect snow accumulations late tonight and tomorrow will add several inches in some parts of upper central New York. Otherwise, variable clouds and flurries and a touch of lake snow tomorrow with high temperatures in the 30s. Saturday, cloudy, some snow and flurries and cold. High temperatures Saturday, 20s and low 30s.
4: Thank you, Kevin. Checking stories, making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. Wind-whipped snow will accumulate several inches in central New York this afternoon and tonight. Those winds could whip to 45 miles an hour at times. Wind advisories are in effect for much of the listening area. Meanwhile, 9,000 people in central Pennsylvania are on their third day with no power from the nor'easter that hit earlier this week. Family Life's Greg Gillespie has the story.
3: The lack of electricity, Sarah, is a big deal three days and the coldest day of the week meteorologist Brad Thackera is in Harrisburg
1: temperatures are plummeting. We've dropped the numbers here by about 10 to 15 degrees across the region, so it's even much colder than where we were yesterday when the winds were the problem.
3: In just Schuylkill County, the hardest hit area, 3,200 people are still in the dark. Northumberland County has a thousand homes out. Thousands more are out in Juniata, Perry, and Cumberland counties. Utility companies say their teams are working around the clock. Temperatures will be very near the freezing mark in that region tonight. Greg Gillespie, Family Life News.
4: Still no word yet from a 2 p.m. vote with New York's Independent Redistricting Commission. That's the group tasked with redrawing the political boundary lines. It can affect the outcome in the Empire State of the 2024 presidential election. Will the maps favor Republicans or Democrats? After the commission publicizes the new map, Jeremy Miller tells us what happens next.
5: It needs approval from the full state legislature, which is controlled by Democrats, who sued to have last year's maps tossed, after they lost seats and control of the U.S. House to Republicans. Now, those maps were drawn by an independent expert after gerrymandering by Democrats that would have given them a massive advantage. Republicans say the current districts are politically balanced and should stay in place. Jeremy Miller, Family Life News. The
4: leaky roof is now fixed in the P.A. House. Renovations to the chamber ceiling are complete ahead of schedule. The house is closed until mid-March due to that construction project. A new law next year in New York moves local elections or odd-year elections to even years, so they line up with state and federal contests. The only exception would be races for sheriff, judgeships, and district attorney. State Senator James Skoufis says it's all about increasing turnout. Right now, turnout in these local odd-year elections for town and county offices is often 20-30 percent. It's abysmal. Uh, the even-year elections for president and governor, you can see as high as 70, almost 80 percent. Critics say the move takes the spotlight off the importance of local elections. The Pennsylvania Education Department has announced more than $1.5 million to help undergraduate students with children. Colleges and universities can use the funding for child care facilities and scholarships for tuition housing and meals one in five undergrad students in the Keystone State are balancing the responsibilities of raising kids while pursuing a college degree and now a deeper look at the college application process today's family life news feature has insights for students and families planning for college and applying for financial aid for advice on dealing with delays with a redesign of the federal FAFsa form here's part of our interview with Houghton University's Wayneley
0: this is a very uncommon year uh, because of the changes with the FAFSA with the U.S. Department of Education. We're experiencing an extreme delay. Students were delayed in being able to fill out financial aid applications. Institutions likely won't even begin to receive financial aid data until beginning in mid-March. And so, the advice I would give to families is to remain in communication with the institutions where your students are interested. And as soon as you do receive those financial aid packages from the institutions, because we've been delayed, try to make those decisions as soon as you can to make sure that your your young people are considered for all possible opportunities on campus and connected.
3: If a student, say, they decided last fall or sometime in the winter, I'm going to go to this school... Is it too late for them to make a decision otherwise if they find new information? It's not too late. It
0: happens all the time. I would say, with the exception of a handful of schools that are incredibly selective, most colleges and universities will allow you to apply for admission even after priority deadlines. Now, the the catch with that is financial aid often is given out on a first-come, first-served basis. So you want to get your application in as soon as possible, but it's not at all too late for students who feel like they're being led to apply to a different institution or to go to college now when they weren't previously considering it.
3: Dr. Wayne Lewis is the president of Houghton University, offering us advice on college choices, I'm Greg Gillespie, Family Life News.
4: You can hear more of this interview at familylife.org slash podcasts. Time next for tonight's market report brought to you by Faithward Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti.
5: Stocks are up today. Markets look to be making a comeback after yesterday's sell-off. Investors are focused on a slew of economic data releases today. Weekly initial claims coming in at 221000 lower than the consensus. Retail sales minus auto and fuel saw a decrease of more than half a percent versus the expected increase of 0.3 percent. Retail sales for the month of January coming in at a negative 0.8 percent. Cisco is the latest company to announce a 4,000 employee layoff or roughly 5% of its workforce amid a restructuring to save on expenses. The Federal Trade Commission is investigating whether drug wholesalers and companies are influencing the current drug shortages by their practices of cutting drug prices, discouraging suppliers from participating in the market. S&P 500 sector gains coming from energy and real estate, losses from IT, crude oil climbing up, closing above 70%, a barrel. The Dow rose 348 points. The NASDAQ gained 47. The S&P 500 today up 29. Faithward Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more online at faithwardadvisors.com.
2: Yesterday was not only Valentine's Day, but it was also the start of Lent, a season of prayer, introspection, and self-denial leading up to Easter. I am Rob West with the Faith and Finance Minute. Even if you're not a part of a church tradition that observes Lent, the idea of taking time to examine your life is a good one. In 2 Corinthians 13, the Apostle Paul says, examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. One area to consider is your attitude toward money. Each of us should ask, am I seeking God every day to be a faithful steward of what God's entrusted to me? What motivates me, laying up treasures on earth or in heaven? Am I a cheerful giver? Jesus said we can't serve both God and money. Examining ourselves can help ensure we're serving the right one. We can help you learn to manage your money according to biblical principles when you download the free FaithFi app. You'll find it on our website at faithfi.com.
4: Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, free dresses for prom, that wedding, a formal because of a cluster of women at a college in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. More on damsel in a dress after one last look at weather.
1: Here is your family life regional weather forecast: a fast-moving low-pressure center moving across Lake Ontario, kicking up the wind, bringing snow and rain showers to our region tonight. Watch for some tricky travel in spots. Colder air means a bit of lake snow, especially across parts of upper central New York late tonight into tomorrow. Uh, minor additional accumulations generally where there have been any at all, low temps 20s and low 30s, but some heavier snows off Lake Ontario will be developing, and accumulating several inches overnight through Friday, mainly in areas to the north of Syracuse. Saturday, cloudy, some snow and flurries and cold. High temperatures Saturday, 20s and low 30s.
4: Thank you, Kevin. Finally, at 5, a college in Luzerne County, Pennsylvania is helping women feel beautiful with free formal gowns. A year ago, the nonprofit Cinderella's Closet, which helps women with free formal wear, closed. That's when a group of women at King's College decided to step in and fill the gap. Organizer Jill Elston works in the King's College mailroom. I messaged them and said I was sad to see it go and what can I do to help? And it just kind of snowballed from there. Definitely you know, disappointing that it closed. We know that people are in need. So at King's College, we want to do a lot of things that provide service and this was an opportunity for us to do so. That's how Damsel in a Dress was born. So far, more than 230 gowns have been donated and the college is looking to collect even more ahead of its giveaway March 17th. It's not just for proms. We have gowns for commencement balls. We've had a few donations for like maybe a mother of the bride gown, a couple of bridal gowns even. They say people who are choosing between food and clothing still get invited to weddings and prom. During these times, you know, people are making decisions on what they can spend their money on. And we did not want cost to be a factor. We want someone to be able to get a great dress, look beautiful, and enjoy their night. You can donate to Damsel in a Dress by contacting King's College in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. And that's the world that we live in for Thursday, the 15th of February. I'm Sarah Harnish, and this is the 5 O'Clock Report on Family Life.
0: Thank you for listening to this Family Life News Podcast. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, please share it with others and click the subscribe button to automatically receive future episodes. Family Life is a listener-supported ministry. Podcasts like this are made possible by your financial partnership. Find out more at familylife.org.